0: Welcome to a special bonus segment of Keeper Chat, something we like to call a quick and dirty. My name is Fauna. And my name is Flora. And these Q&Ds <laughs> are an opportunity for us to answer some of the questions we receive from all of you. From all of you. <laughs> every single one of you. Uh, we actually received several questions over the last few weeks and yes. comments and such. Uh, but this week in particular, we are going to be focusing on... A question we got from Catwoman three five six, or excuse me, Catwoman three five nine six, the less sexy version. <laughs> uh, she gave us a little background that she is looking at majoring in zoology, and she's wondering what we thought of life as a zookeeper. If we thought it was a good job for what we thought it would be, um, which is a really good question, and it's yeah. one that I think we get asked a lot. So we're really excited to answer it. So thank you for sending that in uh flora what are your thoughts
1: um i think in general like life sucks and then you die so Mm -hmm. okay that was it good
0: episode guys
1: (laughs) see you later Uh, bye bye um i think trying to find something that you enjoy and that something being a job that you're spending the majority of your fucking life in is really Mm -hmm. important so agreed I think that zookeeping is kind of glorified a little bit in the fact that, like, we play with baby animals, and we don't. It's manual labor, and it's emotional labor, Mm -hmm. and it takes a toll on your body, and you can't do it forever because it's exhausting, and you get paid garbage town, and Mm -hmm. people think that you're dumb as a box of rocks, Um, and then they also constantly tell you that you're torturing animals. Um, But it's not that bad. (laughs)
0: Is it, hey, you nailed it. <laughs> it could be worse, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Any aspiring zookeepers out there, like, here's all you need. I mean,
1: that's the, the quick high, and...
0: The, the highs and the lows. That's you're right, the that fucking the quick, quick and
1: dirty. dirty right there. That's it.
0: Yeah. Uh, all right, maybe <laughs> let's backpedal just a minute. Okay. Um, what did you major in in college, Flora? Because we also I... got a question from a Ooh. viewer. About that, so I thought we would kind of combine those. Oh, cool, cool, cool.
1: Yes, I majored in biology. Okay, did you have any focus, or was it just general biology? It was general biology. Uh, I did have a minor in film studies, which to this day (laughs) is useful every day.
0: Yeah, it's probably the most useful, huh? More so than the biology
1: degree. The film studies is what got me to this point in my life, for sure.
0: Right, right. I think that's what they looked at your application was like, film studies? That's bring the one. Her in. <laughs> uh
1: what that's, is your one? In fauna.
0: Mine is also biology, general biology, and my minor is in philosophy, which Sick. has actually been extremely beneficial. Uh Yeah, mine especially... too. Yeah, oh, okay, mine great. Mine too. <laughs> Equally beneficial, I would say. <laughs> uh yes, we both went to a four-year university and received biology degrees. So, we went the more general route, but I know a ton of people in this field go for, like, a zoology degree, Mm -hmm. animal behavior degree, Mm -hmm. wildlife management degree. Um, I've even met a bunch of people who have uh, psychology degrees and um, (laughs) – Debris. (laughs) Debris. Hey, didn't we meet someone with,
1: like, a journalism degree?
0: (laughs) Today's been rough. Yeah, I think so. I don't think Um, she's a
1: zookeeper anymore, but she had a degree in journalism.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean – this job requires you to have a lot of science and animal background. However, having different backgrounds is also beneficial, which is one of the reasons psychology degrees are really good because, like, all the training we're doing is, is operant conditioning. So right. having a thorough understanding of that is going to give you a leg up for sure. Uh, but any any science-based degree, honestly, is going to help you out a lot because it's going to give you the background and the foundation that you need to understand where everything's coming from, and a lot of the knowledge that we have as keepers is on-the-job knowledge, which is one of the reasons mm. internships are a must yeah. for anyone looking to get in this field. In fact, I don't know of a single person who was hired right out of college with whatever their degree was for a keeping inter- or a keeping job. No. Unless it was, like,
1: no. <laughs> I can't even think of an oh, example okay, cool. because no. Yeah, yeah, you can't just, like, study animals and then know how to, like, work around a
0: tiger it just doesn't
1: compute so you have to have the experience
0: right yep the practical knowledge uh, a lot of times is i would say sometimes more important than the background knowledge uh i agree because yeah. my
1: brain's a fart and i don't fucking remember nothing from college
0: that's Sorry. true Sorry, anyone who's college. listened <laughs> anyone's listened to our podcast can probably attest to that <laughs> they're like oh you know, basic bitch, damn facts. we know, <laughs> we know. <laughs> <laughs> goes without being said uh <laughs> yeah but um because I think as most go ahead go ahead, ahead. <laughs> go ahead.
1: <laughs> i was just gonna say i think most like intro zookeeping jobs are like hey we want a degree plus two years experience or no degree and five years experience
0: yes yeah the the equating experience i think that's so frustrating because it's one of those where like you have to have experience to even like have an internship and yes. you won't get an internship if you don't have ex- an experience and then you have to have experience to get the job and it's sort of a self-perpetuating loop of purgatory and hell
1: agreed yeah that we live in.
0: And meanwhile, all, all during this, you're like, I have to pay back my loans. Yeah. Um, and then
1: when you finally the, get your job, you're like, oh, beans, we only make minimum
0: wage. <laughs> Whoop. Whoopsie. Yikes. guess I'm eating sand for Whoopsie the rest dumpsy. of my life. <laughs> I'm just gonna die here at the zoo because I live in the
1: dumpster because I can't afford a home.
0: <laughs> That's true. Uh, at the same time, though, I don't think we're doing a very good job of, like, talking up this position either. <laughs> So, let's get let's get all the negative pick okay, okay, the negative stuff out. What's the right. worst part about your job?
1: Uh the public, every time you tell them you're a zookeeper, they say that you're torturing animals and that you're the worst person ever and then they have to argue about it and it's exhausting doing the same argument every time you meet a new fucking person. That's especially my least if part.
0: Yeah, especially if you're coming from a factual side of things and you have evidence to back up your claims yes. and they are coming from an emotional side of things and are just looking to insult you.
1: Yeah, this woman at the bar once was like arguing about how zoos were nothing and they were garbage and da 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 and she loves animals anyway and da 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 you don't need zoos. And I said, did you go to the zoo as a child? And she said, yes. And I was like, well, then you can't tell me that that experience did not affect your personality and the person that you are now. Like, you literally can't argue that. You literally cannot do it because you don't have proof that that didn't do anything to change like who you are as a person
0: now, and then she still was like, just
1: you- like go fuck yourself, go fuck yourself.
0: Yeah, it can be really discouraging for sure.
1: Hey, lady at that bar that was like five years ago, go fuck yourself.
0: Hey, lady at that bar that wasn't cool. I don't come to your job as an accountant and tell you how to live your life.
1: No, although or that you're
0: doing things wrong.
1: Thinking about doing it,
0: <laughs> I might taste you your, your own me. medicine. Yeah, that's really um, rough. I would say... say yeah, I
1: say, what's your least favorite? Like, the animals that's, dying and stuff?
0: <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I, I would say it's probably a combination of three things. One, <laughs> the horrible general public perception of zoos, which is, I mean, I don't want to make a generalization here and say that everyone feels that way, because that's obviously not the case, and there are, like, turning tides here and there. However, it sucks. It sucks when you have dedicated your life to contributing to animal conservation and public education and the proliferation of correct factual knowledge and just all you're trying to do is like help make a positive change in the world and Mm -hmm. to have someone turn around and say that you're doing the opposite and say that you're a terrible person and they're coming from a place of misinformation and when you gently try to guide them back toward the The side of factual information, it just blows up in your face. Like you said, it's exhausting and it can be really discouraging. Uh, That's definitely one of them. I think it's – sometimes it's a really hard pill to swallow because you're like, no, but I am doing a thing. Like we're all on the same side. We're all working toward the same goal. I'm actually taking active steps toward it and you're just insulting me. And (laughs) that really sucks and it hurts my feelings. (laughs) Um, So I think that's really tough. I also think, like you said the uh the wages are not great, which is unfortunate um because a lot of us i think i think we mentioned like almost every single person breaking into the business these days is required to have a uh degree of some sort right um and doing tons of unpaid internships moving across the country away from families and friends um you know, looking working to like pay back loans and doing whatever you can to scrape by, only to finally get a job where you barely make enough to live is very discouraging. Mm-hmm. And I think, unfortunately, zookeeping is definitely overlooked as a scientific field uh, because it is one. You are required to have a degree. You are required to have scientific knowledge, and you are required to stay up to date on that knowledge. So you are an expert in your field, and you are coming from a science background and continuing in a science field. And so it's unfortunate that a lot of other fields like. Uh, Different types of medicine and engineering and things like that that are just as science right. you know, are are you usually paid more. And I think, unfortunately, because our benefit is directly toward animals a lot of the time, it's not taken as seriously as it would be toward humans. Mm-hmm. But that's just my opinion. Yes. Uh, and that's not shitting on those people. They do a lot of good work. I'm just saying it just kind of sucks that the equality isn't across the board. Uh, and then last but not least, yeah, absolutely. The emotional toll of – working with animals and having them pass away or develop illnesses or being the subject of like public disdain or whatever it may be is tough. (laughs) It's really tough. It's very tough. Um, on the flip side though, I, that doesn't deter me from working in this field. And in fact, I'm really grateful that I even got the opportunity to do it and are currently doing it. And I think it's it's one of those jobs where it's like there are so many highs and so many lows, and mm-hmm. you kind of have to figure out for yourself personally if those highs and lows negate each other, if or one is outweighing the other. And I think for me, the highs outweigh the lows. Yeah, at least at this point in my life, because like. Some of the best things that we get to do in our job isn't necessarily what people think. It's not necessarily that we're playing with animals and stuff, but our job is great for other reasons. <laughs> it's not just that. It's it's great because we're making a difference every single day. It's great because we get to work alongside some of the um, most little-known, elusive, amazing, intelligent, creative, awesome animals on the planet yeah. that few people get the chance to do. And we get to impart that knowledge to as many people as we can. We get to really like – we're activists on their part and we, you know, are essentially their voice and we are the ones standing up for them and we get to put ourselves on the front line so that they, all they have to do is exist and mm-hmm. we take care of the rest. And I think that's a hugely rewarding job. Like Flora said, if you're looking for something that's going to make you feel warm and fuzzy inside and make you feel like you're making a difference, zookeeping is it. It's a right. good one.
1: Damn, dude. Mm-hmm. That was good
0: realize that was long-winded, but I have a lot of feelings on it, and you I think
1: feelings.
0: I do. I think. Um, I think not only that, but uh, like working with the animals is is awesome because you get to, you're they're essentially your coworkers. Like you're making yeah weird interspecies friends, and so it means that your day is always interesting. Your day is always different. Yeah, you're never stuck in a routine like you you're always learning something new and you're always opening yourself up to new experiences. And not only that, but you get to, like, nerd out and to, like, spend your time at your job, like, being paid to nerd out to talk to other people about it. So Yeah! It's so cool. I love it. It's good, it's good times. hmm And, uh, like I said a little bit ago, too, you know, you are taking an active role in conservation. And how many people in their day-to-day lives can say that? Like, I know there's a- been... A- definitely in the last several years a huge push toward more sustainable living and um eco-conscious um consumerism that's happening which is great and i think it's it's good that that's on the forefront of people's minds um and that's something that zoos have been really pushing for a long time they've been they've been working really hard to get that information out there so a lot of that information that you now have, if you are part of that lifestyle or you know someone who is, or you're looking to get into it, a lot of that is coming from zoos. They're really working hard to to make sure that people understand those facts and can learn what they can do better. So you have zoos to thank for a lot of that. Um, and I think, I don't know, I think it's just, it's it is very rewarding to know that you, every single day that you go to work and every single day that you see these animals and you get to have these amazing experiences, you are actually making a difference on the ground. And mm-hmm. that's- That is very unique, I think, especially in this day and age.
1: Yeah. And at the end of the day, you're not stuck in an office and, like, sitting down for eight hours. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But you also might get bit by a bat, smacked in the head with a gate by a child, and then have a rusty piece of shrapnel in your leg.
0: Oh, yeah. If you guys have listened to (laughs) Kay, you will know what we're talking about. Uh, Yeah. And also, you, your pants are probably intact if you were in an office. Good grief.
1: You probably have, I can't,
0: like, the <laughs> slickest pants. I can't guarantee it, but your chances are better that you don't have a big old hole in your butt.
1: <laughs> chances are better.
0: Uh, yeah, they're better. Uh, last part of this question is, is it a good job for what you thought it would be? What are your thoughts on that, Flora?
1: Um... I, th- I guess, it's I guess so, we can break it
0: down a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So like, what did you think zookeeping would be when you first discovered it?
1: So I am like unique in the fact that I really only ever worked with animals ever. I had like one job for like six months at a craft store um, and that was garbage. People suck. So then I started working in a dog kennel and I've worked with animals ever since. So I don't think I was super naive going into it, like working in a dog kennel and like picking up dog diarrhea and like bloody feces and vomit and having dogs bite me and, you know, I don't know. There's kind of like the nitty gritty, like gross animal, stinky, working like 6am <laughs> to whatever, like waking up crack of dawn sort of stuff. Yeah. Animals depending on you, making a lot of records, being really observational. So Mm -hmm. I think it is what I thought it was. Um, I've worked at more smaller zoos, I think, at this point than bigger ones. Um, Although I did do that one big one. But um, they're all a little different, too, which is weird. You would kind of think everything's the same, but everybody does everything different. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think that goes back to a long time ago when zoos were more competitors than they are now. Now there's a really free form stream of knowledge. Um, yes. But I still think people are like, well, this is the way we've always done it, so we're just going to keep doing it this way. Um. So it it's weird in the fact that you can go to a different place and it's a completely different experience. Mm-hmm. But I think it is kind of what I thought it was. Um, one thing I guess I never really thought about is that you're working with people who are animal people and they're not people people. So there's yes. a lot of weird issues with co-workers that I never thought would be a problem because some of them are fucking insane. Yeah, And included. have, like, no <laughs> idea how to function with other human beings. So there's more issues in that field than I expected, I guess. Um, but sure. I don't know, like, the daily life of a zookeeper, I wasn't naive going into it. I knew it's, like, it's shit. You're going to get shitty and smelly. And bit by animals, and you're not really working with them as much as you're – well, I mean, you're working with them. But you're cleaning, and, you know, it's not – there's no free time. You're sprinting from 8 a.m. to 5 (laughs) p.m., and
0: yeah. Yeah, you're going to work harder than you've ever worked in your life. Yes. Every day. And nobody says thank you because the animals you take care of can't fucking talk. (laughs) Yeah, and the only thank you that you get is from the occasional guest who is awesome and asks good questions or sticks around for your talk the whole time or – talks to you about their experiences with animals or those little bits here and there are just like shining moments in a mountain of shit. And (laughs) we, like, we just appreciate them so much. I know that we aren't always able to, like, spend time, that much time talking to guests, but those of you that do come up to us and, and really, like, Take the time to talk to us and, and like just... engage yeah. exactly like you're not just berating us or insulting us or like, whatever because um, like why isn't the
1: animal doing something? Can you make it do something? No, bitch. <laughs> the fuck? Do you do something every waking moment of your life? <laughs> Jesus, let it chill for a second.
0: <laughs> I know. Like we are literally advocates for the animals, and like you said, there's never really a thanks, which isn't the reason we go into it. Right. But if there's never a thanks and there's only only like name-calling and and, Criticism, and stuff yeah yeah it, it kind
1: of sucks um it's pretty exhausting but, this
0: is why we drink
1: like heavily <laughs> all the keepers you'll ever meet Woo, man we're borderline em- alcoholics i'd say
0: yeah that emotional baggage is a big one <laughs> yeah it's a lesson to buy a few cold drinks <laughs> uh but no i think um like i think it was just it's a lot of hard work and it's Not something that everyone is cut out for. And if you're not cut out for it, that's fine. There's no shame in that. Um, But like you said, it's a lot of cleaning, it's a lot of maintenance. Like you are the advocate for the animal. So you are doing everything for them so that all they have to do is, you know, be a kawadi or be an orangutan or be an ostrich or whatever you're taking care of. All they have to do is just be. And so we do everything else. And that's very rewarding in a sense um, because it allows us to really gain these strong relationships with our animals. And and all of those are built on trust and they're built on honesty. And it takes a long time to build up a relationship. But those moments where you have breakthroughs, like a training breakthrough or a behavioral breakthrough or whatever, and something works out that you've been working really hard toward and you and your animal have that same understanding – it's so rewarding and Mm. it's amazing and it's something that we're just like dying to tell people about but then when we leave work and we're walking through the store just trying to pick up some damn chips and salsa or something and someone's like you're killing animals you're torturing them it's like oh my god
1: (laughs) why let me live let me get my fucking salsa
0: for real so um yeah it's a tough job but it's an amazing one and i would highly recommend that anyone that's interested in it to pursue it. It is extremely competitive. I think we talked about that in our first Q&D. Um, yeah. So you really got to want it and you yep. have to pursue through a lot. But if it's something you want, I encourage you to do it. It's totally worth it.
1: For sure. I think that was good. Yay.
0: Thank you, you did again it. for your question. Catwoman3596. Yeah. Great question. Super appreciate it. Um.
1: So I liked... Our would you rather from Punbearable One, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, last mm-hmm. time. And nobody has sent us any Would You Rathers, but so I thought I'd make one because I think every Q and D should have a Would You Rather. Um Love it. So I'm I'm trying to keep them topical. So Fauna. Yeah. Would you rather be stung by an irikanji on your foot? Uh oh. Or have a falcon stoop into the back of your head. Oh my god! So, <laughs> I mean, the Irukanji, i feel like yikes. I don't—I don't know if you can handle 300 miles per hour of a falcon into the back of your head and survive. No, that's Irukandji blowing my fucking brain
0: out the front of my face. it's going to want you to think you're dead anyway, so mm mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um let's see i think i'm gonna go for the falcon stoop one okay. because i'll die immediately because it'll <laughs> obliterate my brain in a second like a nanosecond it's literally gonna punch through the back of my head and out the front with my brain intact <laughs> so i think it will yeah this needs to go like 300 miles an hour um uh as far as the ira goes i don't know like if it just killed me immediately like the falcon did sure why not no, bring on the it'll little agonizing. But I think you'll live. Exactly. Well, no, it'll be the feeling of impending doom. Right. Is that right. It's I'm sort of getting hung up on that. Um plus like hard pill to swallow. It really is. No thanks. <laughs> hard pass. Uh plus, I mean, we're all gonna die one day anyway, so like why not be the woman who's just like out getting groceries and in like Ugh. returning her cart in the parking lot and her brain gets exploded out the front of her face by a falcon.
1: Dude, there will be a Netflix documentary made about you <laughs> in an instant.
0: That's all I've ever wanted.
1: I would watch the shit out of that. Actually, I want to be the little person they're interviewing that was like, she was always such a nice woman and (laughs) everybody liked her. She just lit up a room. They always do the same shit.
0: They really do. Maybe those people do.
1: If a falcon stooped my brain out, I literally want you to go on there and be like, she was so awful. She never stopped cursing. (laughs) Her jokes weren't fucking funny, and she <laughs> drank way too much. I'm glad she's dead.
0: <laughs> this falcon couldn't have come at a better time, let me just say. <laughs> we were sick of her shit. We were all just sort of biding our time, hoping some freak accident occurred. And lo and behold, <laughs> our prayers were answered. Ugh, amazing. Um, I
1: made another one. It's a little bit weaker. I, It did that thing where you think of one good one, and then the second right. one, the follow-up, would you rather, is like not that great. Got it. So, would you rather ride a Szech- Szechuan horse into battle?
0: <laughs> Great.
1: Or would you rather have a jackal eat your garbage? <laughs> <laughs> Not my garbage. But I think that means that you are rideless into battle. So, if there's a battle, oh, you don't have a ride.
0: But I also don't have any garbage. It's true. So I'm not like riding into battle thinking like, oh man, after this I'm gonna have to like take I my didn't trash out.
1: Take out the garbage, right, right, right? Because the it's jackals sit got on, it.
0: Yeah, it's just gonna sit on my curb for another week, and then, then we all know what happens there. Um, Your neighbors would be pissed. I guess um, from a stance of purely uh, absolute terror, maybe I would uh have the jackal eat my garbage and then just sort of like saunter into battle. Okay. In the hopes that everyone else around me has already got there. Oh, 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 oh. That's good. That's I know a good. Right? Like I, I know that probably makes me extremely cowardly. Um but I think it's a good strategy though. Yeah. Cause then maybe everything will be done and by the time I show up I'm just like, oh, looks like everything wrapped itself up nicely. <laughs> yes. Don't need me.
1: Because everyone uh-huh. else came in on fucking pea horses and dominated the battle already. That's a good strategy. That was really good.
0: Yeah, thanks. And, and plus, like, you know, I'm not going to potentially ride to my death knowing that, like, I'm contributing to the trash problem.
1: Right. Or you're contributing to endangerment of a peahorse.
0: Yeah, right, right, right. Because mm-hmm. maybe yeah, I think that that's better pea pea overall. that
1: was going to take you to battle is now at home with his family.
0: Oh yeah, the quality family time. I think we overlook so often.
1: <laughs> You're Everyone right. Takes it for granted,
0: honestly. He's home with his seven wives and fifty children. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I think that. I think that's my choice. What about you? What would you do?
1: Um. Those horses are big. I kind of just want to ride one for just a mm-hmm. minute.
0: It's extremely shellfish. <laughs> <laughs> did you say shellfish? I did. <laughs> It was, a, it was an animal pun
1: what a shellfish of you did you get it i get it now
0: <laughs> okay great <laughs> it would have been better if we were talking about any ocean animal literally
1: than... any animal from the ocean <laughs> we're
0: literally talking about two terrestrial mammals so it was bad timing i feel a bit <laughs> i stand by it <laughs> Ugh. this is what you get when you hang out with me i'm just saying it's not like you didn't know I just think that, like, a jackal,
1: once it's done with my garbage, might assume me sitting on my couch as the garbage human that I am, that I was garbage and eat me. Mm. So I would rather have an honorable death on the back of a beautiful peahorse.
0: As opposed to a dishonorable death by the (laughs) mouth of a garbage dog. (laughs) Exactly. Mm -mm. Okay. Well, I would think, I would at least hope that you would, like, fight off a jackal, um, considering it's the size of a red fox, but... To each their own. If you want to die in the back of a Shavalsky horse, go for it. The
1: acceptance phase where it's just, you just let it happen because- You just see it coming.
0: You just see that jackal turn around and look at you and you're like, (laughs) it's time. (laughs) It's time for me to go. I've lived a good life. Oh Uh, my god. I love it. I think that was great. Sweet. Um, Those are all I got. That was good. Okay. Well, thanks for everyone for joining us in this, I think, our third Quick and dirty. I think so. Uh these are bonus mini that we will be sprinkling throughout our normal episodes, so please keep an eye and ear out for them. If you'd like to have a question answered in a d feel free to send us your questions or comments to keeperchat at gmail.com or hit us up on our Twitter at keeper underscore chat. Until next time, stay grimy. Bye. Bye.